G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. The biggest lie of the devil that keeps people from going to God in the first place and causes them to turn their backs and walk away from God in the second is that you've blown it. This time you've gone too far. God's never going to forgive that sin now, is he? It's all over. Well, that's a lie. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program as we continue taking a look at some of Satan's great lies from a different perspective. And do stay tuned because in just a few minutes I'll be telling you about the powerful prayer that could be coming your way to help you through whatever you happen to be dealing with in your life just at the minute. Hey, today we're going to talk about the single biggest thing that keeps people from having a relationship with God. The single biggest thing. It impacted my life for 20 years. It kept me from God for two decades. What is it? You're going to find out in a moment. G'day, I'm Bernie Diamond. I'm really looking forward to our time together today. Because as we've been doing for the first four days of this week, we're about to blow another one of the devil's lies right out of the water. This series of messages is called The Top 10 Lives the Devil Wants You to Believe. And today, today we're going to look at the lie that he feeds us that we just aren't worthy of God. And do you know the power of this lie? Do you know why it's so effective? Do you know why it kept me from God for two decades of my life? Here's why. Because in actual fact, it's true. It's just that it feeds on our paranoia. Paranoia may be a strong word here, but I just read a tweet the other day that said that the main ingredient to hand sanitizer is paranoia. It's it's true. Basic hygiene, soap and water, absolutely. But at what point did we have to start sterilising the living daylights out of everything from our hands to the kitchen sink? At what point did it become absolutely vital to kill 99.9% of germs on the planet? Well, here, it happened at the point that some marketeer figured out that he could make money by feeding our paranoia. They took the simple truth that you need to wash your hands and twisted it. Now, in a sense, that's what the devil does. He feeds on our paranoia. He takes a simple truth that we're not worthy of God's love in and of ourselves. And we aren't. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. And he kicks off a marketing campaign, a negative one as opposed to the hope that hand sanitizer appears to bring, that not only are we not worthy of God, but there is no possible way that we ever will be ever again. Slam dunk, game over. If I sound particularly passionate about this one, it's because I am. It's because, as I said earlier, this lie kept me from having a relationship with God through Jesus Christ for a good 20 years of my life. And it's made even more powerful when it's used in combination with lie number one that we looked at on Monday, which is that the devil doesn't exist. I was totally unaware that the devil existed at all, let alone that he was behind this lie, fueling it in my heart. See, I couldn't face God. I couldn't, because deep down I knew that the way I was living my life didn't honour him. I absolutely knew that what I had to do was to clean up my act 
before I approached God. Otherwise, he would look, judge me, punish me, rub me out. I don't know. This thinking, based on the devil's lies, causes many a person never to go to God in the first place. And it causes many a person to turn their backs on God for that very same reason, because they're not worthy and they're afraid of the consequences. A few years ago, I received this email from a young man who listened to one of these A Different Perspective programs. I've kept it because it had a powerful impact on me. Have a listen to what he wrote. I'm only a new Christian, and I've been with the Lord probably about 10 weeks, and I'd been going great guns, and then I had a night when I went out drinking and I told my friend I wasn't sure if I could be a Christian anymore. I felt real terrible about it, and I thought I'd really blown the whole thing with God. It's only when you guys came on the radio that I realised that's why Jesus died for me. Thank God for his grace. It was a really awesome night tonight. Of course it was awesome. He thought he was lost. He thought all was lost. And then he heard the good news of the grace of Jesus Christ. This young man was fed a lie by the devil because the devil knew that if he could get this guy to swallow it, he could get him to do what he did with me for 20 years, keep him from going to God and ask him for God's forgiveness. So what do we do with this lie? What's the answer? Do we crawl away into a corner and hope that God just doesn't notice the hash we've made of things? I think Adam and Eve tried that when, when they believed the lies of the devil and they ate the fruit of that one tree, just that one that God said, don't eat from this one. Their eyes were opened. They knew they were naked. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Have you ever considered how patently ridiculous it is to try and hide from God? It's totally crazy. And yet we all do it when we swallow the devil's lies. Why did they hide? Because they were ashamed. Because they instantly knew they disobeyed God. There was nothing magical in the fruit they ate. No drugs or hallucinogens. It was just ordinary fruit. Their immediate reaction, like the young man, like me, like you, was to run and hide. Friend, what's the answer? The answer is knowing the truth. The answer is that the grace of God through Jesus Christ is totally, totally for you and for me. It's totally bulletproof. Have a listen. Romans chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. Therefore, since we now have a complete right standing with God through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. See, while we were still weak, just at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. I mean, rarely will anyone die for a good person. Maybe for a good person someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. How much more surely then, now that we've been justified by the blood of Jesus, will we be saved through him from the wrath of God? For if while we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more surely having been reconciled, we're going to be saved by his life. What's all that saying? This, because Jesus died on that cross to pay for our sins, every sin, every mistake, every turning of our backs on God, large, small, past, present, future, Jesus paid for each one by dying on that cross. So the requirements of the inherently just nature of God would be met. Because of that, when we put our trust in Jesus and what he's done for us on that cross, we are forgiven by God freely. It's called grace. If we could somehow work our way into a right standing with God through our own strength, Jesus wouldn't have had to die on the cross, but we can't. That's why Jesus died. That's why God's forgiveness is by grace. 
And so when we put our trust in Jesus, instead of crawling away and hiding in the corner, we can boast in what Jesus did for us. When was the last time you fell for the devil's age-old lie that you're not worthy of God? Therefore, by clear implication, you never can be. Well, now that you've heard the truth, perhaps again, perhaps for the first time, and knowing that truth, you are totally, completely set free from any condemnation. Let me finish up with this story. Martin Luther once had a dream in which he stood in the day of judgment before God. Satan was there to accuse him. And when the books were opened, Satan pointed to transgression after transgression of which Luther was guilty. Luther's heart sank. But then he remembered the cross. And turning upon the devil, he said, There is one entry which thou hast not made, Satan. What's that? asked the devil. Is this, answered Luther, that the blood of Jesus Christ, the Son, cleanseth us from all sin. 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. My friend, that's the truth. That's the God-honest truth. And so the next time the devil comes after you with a pickaxe to tell you that you're not worthy, the answer is, of course I'm not. But the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, has cleansed me from all sin. And now, now that you know the truth, may you be set free from this life. to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at PowerfulPrayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word as well. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is PowerfulPrayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.